Well, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving weekend uh, and an even better Thanksgiving holiday. Thanksgiving has long been one of my favorite holidays. It's not politicized or commercialized like so many of the more traditional religious holidays. And don't get me wrong, I love Christmas. I really do. I love Christmas. It's a, it's a wonderful holiday. I, I'm Catholic and I've celebrated Christmas all my life. But there's something about the non-denominational uh, holiday of Thanksgiving where we all give thanks for what we've had in the previous year and uh, what we have in the way of family and friends, health, and also as a tradition that began with the first pilgrims who celebrated that first Thanksgiving having survived with the the help of uh, Native Americans. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another episode of The Jamie Dury Show. If you've not already done so, please subscribe to the show. You can do so in one of three easy ways. You can either download the free Podbean app at either the Google Play Store or the iTunes App Store, depending on which device you use, and you can listen to it there, and you can leave reviews, you can make comments, and so forth. Or, if you don't choose to use uh, a downloaded podcast aggregator app and wish to use your native apps, just go to your Google Play Store if you're an Android user or your iTunes App Store if you're an iPhone user and simply search out The Jamie Dury Show and click subscribe. You'll be notified every time a new episode is uploaded and you can leave comments and reviews and we definitely want plenty of both. Give us a good review. Uh, Because the more reviews you give us, the better the reviews are, the faster the show will grow, and the more offerings we'll be able to bring you. So please uh, go in there and give us that review. And don't just click the five stars. Try and write a few kind words. It shouldn't take that much time out of your day. Podcasts are a great way to get information. You can listen to them in your car, on Bluetooth while you're commuting, or in your headphones if you take public transportation. I try and keep my podcast to a reasonable length so it pretty much equates to somebody's morning or evening commute, so it's easily digestible. Well, today's show could be called A Study in Contrast, just to see how things are handled differently depending which side of the dish you are. I'm referring to, in particular, Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, I want you to really listen to this. Kyle Rittenhouse, as you know, was the young man, he was 17 at the time, 18 at the time of his trial, that was on trial in Wisconsin for shooting three people, killing two of them and injuring one of them. Much was made of this. Um, The media... He now has a great case against the media, against the president, and a host of other people who really defamed him and cast him as a white supremacist when he was nothing of the kind. He just happened to be white. I assume, I guess, now being white in this country is a crime, particularly if you exercise your right to defend yourself. Now, any reasonable person who saw that video saw that Kyle Rittenhouse was in danger of being beaten to death, and beyond that... He was in danger of being disarmed and having that gun used against him. He did the prudent thing, and he didn't fire blindly. He fired one shot at a time. He didn't fire volleys uh, and riddle the street. Uh, He basically hit no innocent bystanders. He shot exactly who he intended to shoot. 
uh, in response to the attack on him. Uh, And obviously, a jury of 12 contemplative individuals from the state of Wisconsin agreed, and they acquitted him. The judge also made no secret of his displeasure with the prosecution through the course of the trial. And I have every confidence, as I've said in an earlier show, that if he had been convicted, I expected a JNOV, judgment notwithstanding the verdict to be issued by the judge and vacating the conviction. But people are pissed. People are pissed because the system didn't work according to them. Now, understand that these people I refer to are members of the uber left. And for them, the system never works if the result that they want or expect doesn't come to pass. It isn't that, well, things didn't work out the way we wanted, but the system worked. Well, the system did work. Uh, It just didn't work to their liking. Uh, And that's when you see all manner of um, attempts to try and undermine the system. There was an attempt made by members of Congress to have the Justice Department look into this to bring civil rights charges against Mr. Rittenhouse. However, unbeknownst to them, the case was already investigated by the Justice Department and they found no basis for civil rights violations. So I don't think that's going anywhere. But a group of young socialist students from Arizona State University are up in arms because they were operating under the misconception that Mr. Rittenhouse was a student at the Arizona State University and they want him barred from the university. They want him thrown out. Right here reading this article, leftist students at Arizona State University in Tempe, Arizona will stage a rally and protest on December 1st demanding that the acquitted bloodthirsty murderer, Kyle Rittenhouse, be driven off campus. Now, I have to point out to you that when you've been acquitted by a court and you're described as a bloodthirsty murderer, uh, that usually qualifies as defamation. There's only one problem, according to this article with their demand. Rittenhouse is not currently enrolled in any program at Arizona State University. Quote, Kyle Rittenhouse has not gone through the ASU admissions process. University records show that he is not currently enrolled in any classes at ASU. Now, in early November, the university had released an initial statement after Rittenhouse testified during the trial that he was studying to be a nurse at ASU. They issued a statement he has not gone through the admissions process and is not enrolled in the Edson College of Nursing and Health Innovation. However, the university did confirm that Mr. Rittenhouse enrolled as a non-degree seeking ASU online student for the sessions that started October 13th, which allows students access to begin taking classes as they prepare to seek admission into a degree program at the university. Now, why should these punks from the socialist movement, the socialist club or whatever the hell they're from, Students for Socialism at ASU, that's the name of the group. Why should they be able to prevent someone who is guilty of no crime, has been thoroughly investigated from studying at any particular university? It's really not fair. But this is the type of thing they want. The Students for Socialism at Arizona University have issued four demands. First, that Wittenhouse withdraw from ASU. 
Well, that's not going to happen because he's not there. So we can't withdraw from a place he's not currently at. <laughs> Second, that the university released a statement against white supremacy and racist murderer Kyle Rittenhouse. There's that defamation again and the white supremacy. He's not a white supremacist. He's never been a member of a white supremacist group. He didn't act as a white supremacist. He acted as someone trying to bring law and order to a lawless environment as a result of the studied neglect of the local authorities. The third demand seeks to reaffirm support for a campus multicultural center as a space safe from white supremacy. You know, I didn't know that all these white supremacists were running around all these universities of higher learning in our great country, making people feel unsafe. Were you aware of that? I wasn't aware of that. And their last demand uh, seeks to redirect funding from the campus police to support the multicultural center and the establishment of a community action advocacy restoration empowerment center on campus. Now, there's a lot of fatuous nonsense, if there ever was one. I guarantee they can't even define what the hell a community action advocacy restoration empowerment center is. Quote, even with a not guilty verdict from the flawed justice system, Kyle Rittenhouse is still guilty to his victims and the families of those victims, the Students for Socialism said. Join us to demand that the university uh, meet these demands and protect the students from a violent, bloodthirsty murderer. Does anybody really believe that Kyle Rittenhouse, even if he were admitted and decided to attend a university, would run around on a campus with an assault rifle or any gun, for that matter, just wantonly shooting people. The video evidence was very clear. He shot to save his own life, or at least to save from grave serious injury. I believe he would have been killed. Now, State Representative Mark Fincham from Arizona a Republican, said the leftist student's rhetoric is a perfect example of the ignorant, woke crowd refusing to live by the rule of law. A jury of Kyle's peers, after deliberating the evidence, found him not guilty. Perhaps the crimes of the Marxists need to receive the same scrutiny that the left has placed upon this innocent man. In their attempt to force a state university to act as an enforcement arm, for their sit-down-and-shut-up agenda, they have demonstrated that they do not care about civil rights. They only care about perverting our legal system and the protections that even they would enjoy. Right on, Mr. Fincham. Now, how true is that? Did we not see a complete abandonment of law in the state of Washington during all these nonsense protests in the wake of the uh, George Floyd uh, custody death? Did we not see this in a, in a bunch of other cities? Did we not see it here in my home town of New York where the police were not allowed to use canine units? They were not allowed to even wear protective gear for a couple of days. They were not allowed to use the mounted units. They were just uh, basically unsupported by Mayor Dumb Blasio uh, and his police department. They were left to their own devices, and these people just 
raped, pillaged, and plundered every designer store on Fifth Avenue and elsewhere, and all of that was completely unnecessary. And the only store on Fifth Avenue that was not robbed was Gucci. And the only reason for that is that Gucci is located in Trump Tower. And at that time, Trump was still president, so therefore that building had to be secured by the Secret Service, so no one got into Gucci. But this is the sort of nonsense that these people on the left uh, want to promote. They just continue to promote it. Now, a couple of things were pointed out, I believe. Um, another member says here that um, the ASU chapter of the College Republican United, there are some Republicans in Arizona, continued to voice support for Rittenhouse. So now we have a little bit of a conflict there between two groups on the campus. Speaking with Fox News, William Tully, a representative of the Republican group, said the progressive groups are defaming Rittenhouse by calling him a murderer, even though he was found not guilty on all charges by a jury. Hear, hear, Mr. Tully. Quote, they're clearly defaming him. I don't think their pockets are very deep, but Arizona State University may have to be liable for this at some point. And that's true because these groups only exist at the pleasure of the university. And if the university decides that they become a liability or they're operating outside the uh, cultural ethos or the societal norms that Arizona State University sets, they can remove their right to meet and assemble on the campus and put a serious dampening on, um, on their activities. But just very interesting how they're going to no end to try and destroy this Kyle Rittenhouse. And he's got defamation suits against a host of people. And just as Richard Jewell won a undisclosed sum from the FBI and the federal government, I think that Mr. Rittenhouse is going to get quite a big chunk of change from most of these news organizations. I don't think he'll ever have to worry about making a living because I think the size of these settlements is going to be so substantial that Mr. Rittenhouse will never want for money, his family will never want for money, and he'll probably never have to work again, although I dare say he will and probably could be a writer uh, at some point if he's if he's so predisposed or act as a, um, a, a commentator on any one of a number of news sites or podcasts. So I think Mr. Rittenhouse's future is far from over. I think it's uh, fairly bright. But now, let's take a look at that and look at how sort of -of matter-of-factly the news media is reporting on this Chris Cuomo development. You all know Chris Cuomo, Fredo. Fredo Cuomo, the dumb young brother of the even dumber former governor of New York State, Andrew Cuomo. Well, CNN has suspended Chris Cuomo indefinitely. They did so uh, today following news uh, that was uh, available earlier this week that he had used his sources as a newsman to seek help for his brother amid his sexual harassment and assault allegation. Now, this suspension came after the Attorney General for the State of New York, Letitia James, uh, showed that Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, that is, was not truthful to viewers when he said in August that he did not contact other media members about the scandal. 
CNN was reviewing the materials before it suspended Cuomo on Tuesday. Quote, the New York Attorney General's office released transcripts and exhibits Monday that shed new light on Chris Cuomo's involvement in his brother's defense. The documents, which we were not privy to before their public release, raised serious questions. When Chris admitted to us that he had offered advice to his brother's staff, he broke our rules, and we acknowledged that publicly. But we also appreciated his with a, a temperance. You think Rittenhouse would get this kind of compassion? But we also appreciated the unique position he was in and understood his need to put family first and job second. Yes, we'll just violate every standard of professional conduct that governs, governs journalism, and we'll just screw that shit, and we'll just go forth and do whatever we can to help old Andy get out from under the, um, the bricks that are ready to crush him right now. However, these documents, referring to the documents released by the Attorney General, point to a greater level of involvement in his brother's efforts than we previously knew. As a result, we have suspended Chris indefinitely, pending further evaluation. Well, at least we'll all be saved for an undisclosed period of time having to listen to his uh, dribble, although most of us don't listen to that station anyway. But they still have plenty of other fools on that network. But it's very, very interesting how it's rather flat the way they uh, describe it. Now, Andrew Cuomo, make no mistake about it, um, Chris was helping him out because Andrew Cuomo is uh, far from out of the woods. Back in October, he was charged. A criminal summons and complaint was filed in Albany City Court that said that he did intentionally and for no legitimate purpose forcibly place his hand under the blouse shirt of the victim and onto her intimate body part. That's a very, very long-winded way of saying he grabbed her breast, specifically her left breast, for the purposes of degrading and satisfying his sexual desire. Now, the name of the victim was redacted in the complaint, but we know her name because a lawyer representing her released it, Brittany Camisso. She was 33. And what is this 63-year-old, dirty old man doing grabbing this 33-year-old woman or even hanging out with her? A little bit ridiculous. Look, I know younger women will go for older men, especially if they're (coughs) men who are well-known or in politics, but still. When you look like Bizarro, it's hard for me to believe that any woman would be uh, attracted to you. Now, this is is a misdemeanor. It's an A misdemeanor, so it carries a maximum of of a year if he gets convicted. Now, I don't think anybody really believes that Cuomo will get sentenced to a year, even if he's found guilty. But uh, it is, <laughs> nevertheless, very, very embarrassing. And if they do convict him, who's to say that other prosecutors <clears throat> in other jurisdictions, or even in Albany, may become emboldened and begin a deeper investigation uh, into these other matters, and perhaps more criminal complaints may uh, come out of this. So we'll have to just wait and see on that. Meanwhile, the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell um, has begun. Now, this is a pretty interesting little case. The lead prosecutor for the government is a woman named Maureen Comey, 
And yes, if you're thinking what I think you're thinking, you are correct. She is the daughter of James Comey. Surely this will all be on the up and up. Moreover, the judge that is presiding over this trial is a judge by the name of Allison Nathan. Now, Allison Nathan, I'm going to get it over here for you. Allison Nathan was a former associate White House counsel for President Barack Obama. Now, does anybody really believe this is going to be on the up and up? Just one week before the trial, though, Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden, well, Chuck Schumer at the behest of Joe Biden, nominated Judge Nathan to the Second Circuit. The Second Circuit is the circuit court, one of 13 appellate circuits in the federal system, which covers New York. Now, either they wanted to remove her to make sure um, that there was no conflict. I doubt that. Or maybe they wanted to elevate her to the Second Circuit, hoping that if she is convicted and files an appeal, that the appeal goes before the panel that has that judge on it. So they've already got one vote, one vote, so to speak, in the bag. Uh, just it just can't make this stuff up. You really can't. Uh, it just gets more and more bizarre as the days go by. And lastly, a little bit of interesting piece of information. Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, has stepped down from his role uh, as the CEO. Jack Dorsey sort of put his foot in it. He came under a lot of pressure. There was a big move to remove Dorsey anyway, so I guess he thought better of it. Now, he's still on the board of directors, and he plans to stay there until his term expires, but he is otherwise out. No doubt he has a great deal of Twitter stock. Stock was down 3%, uh, but he was facing being ousted. Um, There was, it says here, a stake. uh, Elliott Management was a big stakeholder in um, Twitter. And they were leading a move, thinking that he shouldn't have been running both Square Trade and and Twitter. Uh, so he also was, had that, and plus a lot of criticism he was facing from conservatives about free speech and the way he banned Trump from his platform. And there's a lot of things going on uh, with with those um, entities now. There's a big push now. I think even the left has become afraid of them, and they're going to try and treat them as utilities and rein them in. Hopefully that Mark Zuckerberg, that little dweeb gets reined in. Now we got Dorsey out of there, so hopefully we'll get some uh, cooler heads prevailing. But that's what's happening. I thought I would give you that little study in contrast, as I call it, between the way they report on Chris Cuomo and how they temper their judgment with um, excuses built in for him. Oh, he had to put family first. But no such compassion for Kyle Rittenhouse, who, after all, was only trying to save his life because he was in danger of having it wiped out and being exterminated. Until next time, I'm Jamie Dury.